Bert, he said, as if he were being denied the credit he was due. How do you think your mother met him? I don't know. It was a question she'd never thought to ask. There was no time in her memory before Bert. I guess I thought Wallace introduced them. You hated Wallace so much. Jenny was kneading the inside of Fix's elbow with her fingertips, searching for a vein that might still be open for business. I've known junkies who shot between their toes, Fix said with something approaching nostalgia. One more reason you don't want a junkie for a nurse. She tapped another minute on the papery skin and then smiled, holding the vein in place with one finger. Okay, mister, here we go, a little stick. Fix didn't flinch. Somehow she had managed to slip the needle straight in. Oh, Jenny, he said looking into the part of her hair as she bent over him. I wish it could always be you. Did you really hate Wallace so much? Jenny asked. She plugged in a rubber-topped vial and watched it fill up with blood. Then she filled another. I did. Poor Wallace. She slipped out the needle and taped a cotton ball in place. Just hop up on the scale and then I'll be done with you. Fix got on the scale and watched as she tapped the metal weight back with one fingernail. Tap, tap, down, another pound, another, until the scale balanced at 133. You're drinking your boost? When they were finished with what they call the preliminaries, they went farther down the same hall, past the nurse's station, where doctors stood reading reports on computer screens or their phones. They went into the large, sunny room where the patients lay tilted back in recliners, tethered to trickling streams of chemicals. Someone had turned the volume off on all the televisions, which meant they were freed from commercials, but left with a discordant beeping of monitors. Jenny led Franny and Fix to two chairs in the corner. It was a gift, considering how busy the chemo room was. Everyone with the energy for preference preferred the corner chairs. I hope you have a good day once this is over, Jenny said. Jenny didn't administer chemo. It was only her job to get the chart ready for the nurse who would take over his case from there. Fix thanked her and then settled in, using both hands to push himself into the recliner. With his head tilted back and his feet levered up, he gave the small sigh of a cop in his chair at the end of a long day on the beat. He closed his eyes. For five full minutes, he stayed so still that Franny thought he'd gone to sleep before the line was even started. She wished she'd thought to bring a magazine with her from the waiting room and was just starting to look around the treatment room because sometimes magazines got left in there when her father went back to his story. Wallace was a bad influence, he said, eyes still closed. She was always sitting in our kitchen going on about liberation and free love. What you have to remember about your mother is that she didn't have her own character. She turned into whoever she was sitting next to. When she was sitting next to Miss Free Love, then Free Love sounded like a great idea. It was the 60s, Franny said, glad he was awake. You can't pin the whole thing on Wallace. I'll pin anything I want on Wallace. It probably wasn't a bad idea. Wallace had died 10 years before of colon cancer, and for all her talk of free love and liberation, she had stuck it out with Larry who she had married when she was a junior in college. Larry saw her out of her life as patiently as he had seen her through it, giving her bed baths, counting her pills, changing her colostomy bag.
Larry and Wallace had moved to Oregon after Larry sold his optometry practice. They grew blueberries and paid an extraordinary amount of attention to their dogs because their children and grandchildren so rarely had the time to visit. Wallace and Beverly had been maintaining their friendship from opposite sides of the country since they were 29 years old, since Beverly left for Virginia to marry Bert Cousins. So Wallace's late-life move hadn't affected them at all. Los Angeles, Oregon, what difference did it make when you lived in Virginia? If anything, they were closer after the move because Wallace had no one but Larry and the dogs to talk to. Beverly and Wallace had email and free long distance now. They talked for hours. They sent birthday presents to one another, funny cards. When Beverly married her third husband, Jack Dine, Wallace flew from Oregon to Arlington to be the matron of honor, as she had been the maid of honor at Beverly's wedding to fix, but not in Beverly's wedding.